presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, a sports gambling podcast by betters for betters, connecting you with the brightest, sharpest, and most electric personalities in all the sports gambling industry. So as always, pull up a chair, open up your mind, and get ready to receive knowledge you won't find anywhere else. We can't thank you enough for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. This is Wise Words. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people joining us on episode number one of the Wise Words podcast. I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and get some of the best knowledge and information from some of the biggest personalities in all of the sports gambling industry. Now, we have an electrifying guest on tap for you here today, but I can't row this proverbial podcast boat down the stream by myself. I need some help coaxing it gently down that stream. So joining me on every episode of the Wise Words podcast, just as he does on every episode of the Talking the Line podcast, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, let me bring him in, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend and cheese head himself, Mr. Riley Armags Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I could not be doing much better. Football is back. The gambling people are coming back out of the woodwork that have been in their hideouts all summer long. The world is back to normal. We're rocking and rolling, and I can't wait for this new show we've got rolling, my friend. I cannot wait either. You look good over on that side of the screen, my friend. Usually our uh, audience has the opportunity to see us sitting side by side, but not today. We're doing this in separate locations, and that is right. Football's back. Everybody kind of coming out the woodworks, giving their plays, giving their thoughts, giving their opinions. Might like to think they're all experts, but I got something to tell you. We got an expert here today, and I am not going to hesitate. I'm not going to to delay. I'm going to bring him right on in. So ladies and gentlemen, our first guest for episode one of the Wise Words podcast, this man, you can find all of his picks, analysis, and more all over the internet. He has been featured on Don Best, ESPN, CBS Sports Radio, SportsCapping.com, the Las Vegas Sun, the Las Vegas Review Journal, Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine, and his featured website, flagship website, AASIwins.com. He is the 2007 Las Vegas Review Journal Handicapping Challenge winner. Also did that in 2010, and any year he didn't win that award, he just let the amateurs duke it out amongst themselves. He is a 13-time top 10 NCAA football handicapper. He starred in the movie, Now Place Your Bets, in 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, world champion handicapper, deliverer of winning days, Las Vegas's biggest daily sports better, and the host of Las Vegas. It is my pleasure to bring in Mr. Joe D'Amico. Guys, Let's... I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me, Colton Riley. You know, I've been friends with Colton for a little while, and 
fans of your other show, and, and very honored to be taking part of your inaugural Wise Words show. Thank you for having me. I got to take on after that introduction. I think I'd just like to say, have a nice day. And go. <laughs> that was very kind of you. Thank you. But I am honored to be here with you and Riley kicking this. What will be a very successful show off. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for your kind words, Joe. The honor is all ours. I can assure you of that. Um, nobody else on this planet we would have wanted to have our inaugural episode with. You are an absolute electric factory, and we wanted to share you and your personality with our audience and then anybody else who might stumble upon this. So um, we'll just get things rocking and rolling right here today. We're going to obviously wise words, a uh, little bit of knowledge, a little bit of background on you. Maybe we'll get into some specific plays, maybe some thoughts that you have as far as line movements. We'll just keep it super high level and a chance for everybody to kind of learn more about you. So the first thing that I wanted to know, I uh, did a little bit of research, obviously, as you can tell by the intro there. I, uh, I saw that your grandfather and father were in the horse racing industry back in the day, and I was kind of interested to learn a little bit about their stories there, as well as kind of your start in the industry. Did you start in horse racing yourself, or how did you kind of get into this industry that we all have come to love? Well, very interesting. Thank you for bringing in my grandfather and father. My grandfather was a legend in New York. Uh, he came over when he was a young boy from Catania, Sicily, uh, settled in New York, and, and very proud to say that he actually started, uh, kicked off the NMDU, which is the Newspaper Mail Deliveries Union. My family was in the newspaper business, but he always had a love of betting, horse racing. He wasn't so much a sports gambler, horse racing, craps. If you could bet on it, he, he was on it. He was a legend. Actually, uh, on a side note, the statute of limitations is way over with, but he had the first craps game in, in downtown Brooklyn and one of the first ones in Chinatown. And when you go to visit, when you go to Vegas sports fans and, and all your casino lovers or Vegas tourists that come to town and you go into a casino and you watch the uh, uh, look at a craps table and there's seven, eight, nine guys working for the casino at one craps table. My grandfather did it all by himself. And he was a legend back in the 20s and 30s. You know, they didn't have the exotic bets they have today, guys. So in the 20s and 30s, he would bet 50, win in 50 place on a horse when guys were making $3 a week. Um, there's a legend that goes that at one point he owed 27 Shylocks. That's a loan shark at one point. But he was always, uh, always a right better on the craps table. He was always a winner. Every year he'd take six weeks off. He would go to Saratoga with his family. They would live, they would stay in a beautiful place on Lake, on the Lake George. And he would take the whole month, month and a half, and just bet Saratoga every day. Uh, in Saratoga, Saratoga, where um, us gamblers and horse players know it, it's a great track. It's, it's just got, it's just a story track. The woman's still dressed in lace, and the guys are in seersucker suits, and the whole town is like a Norman Rockwell painting. Uh, he uh, always thought it was what we call a favorite's graveyard. You don't bet the favorites there. Mm. He would go for second or third chalk, second or third choice. Do very, very well. But overall, he was a right better on the crap table, and he was a legend. And a lot of that rubbed off on my father, who grew up uh, around crap tables, around gambling joints, around the Lower East Side, Little Italy, New York City, and then Saratoga every year. When my father went in, he was in the newspaper business himself. He was a union boss. He was a union boss, and he... Uh, when, we moved, when he moved out of the city, he moved down to Yonkers, three miles away from Yonkers Raceway. As a kid, I grew up there every day. My father is a big better, still a big better. Uh, he is 89 years old, and he's not, he's not in the house right now. But I will tell you this, still to this day, he'll go to the casinos. He doesn't know I have find my phone. 
on his phone. So when he's gone 24, 36 hours, he doesn't know. So I'll show up to make sure he takes his medicine and he eats something. He'll go, and he still doesn't. How did you find me? I said, Dad, they know you're my father. They double park your car out in front of the casino, right by valet. So I just took the shot. Does not know that I find my phone on the phone. <laughs> 89 years old, tell you right now. I asked him to clean up something in the house. He tells me, Joe, I'm too old. I can't clean something up. But, but the same guy can gamble for 36 hours. And when I do go track him down, guys, he's talking to a cocktail waitress half my age. Oh, wouldn't you know it? He is the epitome of what we looked up at as a kid when in the neighborhood. Guys, we looked up of big jewelry, good suits, a Cadillac, gambling, and always had a pretty girl on his arm. And I tell you what, man. I love that about my dad. He's 89 and he still does it. But yes, and a lot of that rubbed off on me. Um, when when I, I then moved, my family then moved back to the Lower East Side of Manhattan, a little place called Little Italy, New York City. So my upbringing started like many in our neighborhood. I grew up with football sheets in the schoolyard when I was 10 years old. I had a good business. I had a good business. 10, 11, 12, by the time I was 12 and 13, yes, 12 and 13, I actually got a job working for the biggest bookmaking corporation, we'll put it like that, in the tri-state area. Two partners from my neighborhood, Little Italy, they had the biggest bookmaking operation in the tri-state area. And I learned a lot of things, what to do and what not to do. Mm. Now, at this point, guys, I wasn't a gambler. I would go to the track with my dad. I would bet a couple of bucks on a horse just because it was fun. But I didn't look at it the way I look at it now. But over those years that I worked for those for those bookmakers until the time I was about 20 years old, I learned a lot. And sports fans, knowing what to do is important. Knowing what not to do is just as important. Guys, I came out to Vegas when I was 20 years old on vacation. My father got me and four buddies a five-room suite at the old Aladdin. I fell in love with the town, not just the gambling and the lights, the woman, uh, the, the weather. It just I fell in love with it so much. I was 20. I bought a house during my stay. Took me six months to get all my affairs in order in New York. Came back out here in July of 90. Um, right away, guys, I went to work in a race and sports book, and I loved it. Uh, I, I immediately went up the chain and, and got a couple of promotions. Loved it and learned a lot. But it didn't challenge me enough. And so I said, I need a little bit more. I then went to work for the biggest line making service in the world. They actually made the biggest line back in those days. You know, these days, everything is technology and whatnot. That's a whole other story. Sure. But I worked with uh, the, the one company that made the Vegas line, which then went to every place else in the world, which at the time were all the neighborhood bookmakers throughout the country and the offshore gaming facilities and uh, learned a lot there. Once again, felt unchallenged, went to work alongside some of the most reputable handicappers in the world. Learned a lot from them. But after a few years, I realized, and I'm still friends with those guys, um, and I realized that not only could I pick winners as good as them, I could pick winners better than them. And I always felt uh, a little differently looking at the, the sports uh, information services that I think less is more, and we could get into this about sports betting too. I'd rather have one wife that looks like Heidi Klum than a hundred that look like Rosie O'Donnell, guys. Oh, and that's Dion, absolutely. That's absolutely oh, that's Dion. We'll get into my wife in a minute. She's, I don't know how anybody takes me for 21 minutes, let alone she's with me for 21 years. She deserves to be canonized a saint by the Pope, I'll tell you that. But no, I, I think less is more, and I, and I saw handicappers that would put out 8, 10, 12, 15 plays on a Saturday, mm. uh, 8, 10, 12, 15 plays on a Sunday, let alone 5 to 10 every day. And you can have good days. 
But on a bad day, it's tough to recover from that. Mm. And I always felt less is more. I'd rather bet a lot more on one, two, or three games on a college football Saturday. One, two, or three games on an NFL Sunday. During the week, during daily sports uh, like baseball or basketball, betting one game or passing. There's no crime in passing. We'll get into that. But I think less is more. So I'd rather put out one or two or three plays that I feel very strongly about than 12 or 15 that I'm mediocre about. And even if I have bad days and sports fans, as as Colton said, 13-time top 10 college football, 12-time NFL, 10-time MLB. Guys, let them have me, it. Let them have me, it. Let me tell you now, I have bad days. But having a bad day and going 1 and 2 or even 0 and 3, you are 24 hours away from having a good day. Now, if I put out 15 plays and go 2 and 13, it would take me a week to two weeks of doing nothing but winning to get myself and those who follow me back in the plus column. So to me, money management is, is as or more important than wins and losses, but we'll get into that in a minute. But and that's how I get in 2006. I opened up all American sports and very quickly we became the highest grossing sports information service in the world. Uh, after the first few years of, of knocking down some doors, uh, we started doing a million a year, two million a year, three million a year, four million a year, five million a year. We did in revenue and guys, no chargebacks, no disputes because we kept our customers happy. We treated them with respect. I sold the company a few years ago to a major sports brand that thought I was going to retire. But just like Michael Corleone in The Godfather 3, every time I get out, they pull me back in. And uh, I'm fortunate to, to have kind of paid the dues over the years. And uh, I write some national columns, get it news, gaming today, write for the Review Journal, The Sun, been featured uh, countless, countless places, magazines and publications. Um, but I am on featured on some of the best websites on the planet. Yes, I'm on mine, AASIWINS.com. But I'm with Pick Dogs, Sports Memo, Winning Cappers, Game Changers, Don Betts, Sports Capping, Vegas Top Dogs. And guys, a lot of these websites have affiliate websites. So if I, sometimes some people say, well, I follow you on so-and-so. I'm like, where? Because I'm on a lot of websites. But I right. make sure that I'm on very good, reputable websites along very good, reputable cappers. I mean, the guys that I work alongside, I love and re admire and respect. And I happen to have a very big calling. There's some other things I do in the business, but uh, that, but you know, my main bread and butter is also my bets. People ask me how much I play. I don't have a problem telling them. Sure. My smallest bets started it. And mind you, I don't bet a million dollars a game. But those guys that come in once a year and they bet a million bucks on a Super Bowl, guys, they're few and far between. And they bet a million bucks. They win it. You don't see them for another year. They lose it. You don't see them for another year. Guys like me, my smallest bets, they started five and 10,000 a game. They go 20, 30, 40, 50. My biggest bets are six figures. Do I bet them every day? By no means no. Uh, most of my bets fall between the 20 and the 40 parameters. Um, and I am a less is more guy. Mm. Uh, this week, just to give you an example, we can get into it when you're ready. But this week alone, we had college football Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. No, it's not uh, a regular season slate. It's a little smaller than we normally have, and we have no NFL. I found one game I want to bet. One game, and then one game I put on on websites. All right? If I'm not betting it, I can't ask you to bet it as someone who follows me. I put my money where my mouth are, where my mouth is, guys. 
Absolutely. And I, I love that you definitely uh, covered every possible thing we could there. So I can't tell you how much I appreciate that answer, Joe. And uh, we will definitely give uh, give some time at the uh, end here as well to kind of uh, branch out all of your social platforms. Then I know you got the daily pick lines. You're on pick dogs, like you said, all that stuff. We will definitely save time at the end. So all of our uh, followers can definitely get all your wins and we can all start having winning days together. Riley, what you got, bud? Yeah, I mean, Joe, you mentioned uh, your list, uh, or not, maybe not a list, but you mentioned stuff, what to do, what not to do. If you're putting it in terms of list of rules, hypothetically, what would you say is a longer list? Your list of rules of what to do or your list of do not? Absolutely do not. Same thing when dating, guys. I mean, obviously, when you're dating, keep your mouth shut when, when, you're, when you're chewing your food. Pull out a chair, hold open the door, and be nice. But the do nots, oh, my God, we'll be here till next football season. <laughs> Definitely do nots, Riley. Um, right. You know, uh, there's good habits, there's bad habits. And, and when you're learning, unfortunately, sports betting, they don't suffer any fools. You know, it's a very unforgiving business. Uh, it should be enjoyable, but it's always more enjoyable when you're making money. There is a lot more do nots. I can go over do's and do nots if you want, but whatever you want to do. How about a little bit uh, more on the do not side of things? Yeah. Okay, very easy. Number one, do not bet every game on the board. Do not overthink things. I want you to know, sports fans, when I started in this business, there were very few people that were in the know or knew how to read a line. Uh, now everybody is a, a genius because why? Technology. Everybody has a phone or a computer or a tablet. And there is a lot of information at your fingertips. Injuries. Weather conditions, line movements, it's all there. But sometimes people tend to overthink things. Hmm. Okay, We have a lot of information at our fingertips. Sometimes you can read too much into something. Go with your gut. Uh, always, always, always go with your head and not your heart. For example, I'm a Yankees fan, love the Yankees. I bleed Yankee pinstripes. But I very rarely bet the Yankees, not, not just because they're always a $2 favorite. But to be honest with you, that's my heart and not my head. Hmm. And, and and, and, you know, uh, even if the Yankees have $2 favorites, even if they win 100 games, you're still going to lose money at the end of the season. Right. So you're going to be very smart. So the do-nots, definitely not. Don't chase your losses. Uh, an example, let's use college football Saturday because it's the, it's the grandfather of sports betting days. Um, let's say you've got three plays. Let's say you've got two early games and you go 0-2. Do not double up in the afternoon. I don't care if you have tomorrow's newspaper today, a crystal ball, a fortune teller, and you know the outcome of that last game. Do not double up and chase your money. Money management is as important as wins and losses. If you do in the afternoon game, you're down one unit for the day. If you lose it, now you could be down four units. Now you're chasing. Sunday comes. Wow, we got 10 o'clock games. We got 1 o'clock games. We have a nighttime game. It is very easy. For, for you to chase one loss on a college football Saturday into six or seven and eight, six or seven and eight by the time Monday night comes. Do not chase your, chase your losses. On the flip side, I do want to teach you this too. Don't double up on your wins. Money management and progression comes over time. Let's flip that now. Let's say you're 2-0 and on college football Saturday mornings. Don't double up in the afternoon. Don't be a yo-yo. Make sure you get a profit that day. Bet the same denomination. It's about money management. It's very important. One other thing, Riley, that I cannot stress enough. You need to find the number. Smokey Robinson, for those people that are older, old like me, Smokey Robinson and Miracles, he had a song called My Mama Told Me, You Better Shop Around. 
In the line sports, which I mean football and basketball, let's talk football. Football, you've got to shop a number. You've got to, you've got to shop it. Also, what I mean by that is you go now, we've talked about technology. One positive about technology is you could go online and you can see what casino, what offshore, wherever has the best number on the game you're playing. You got to shop that number. And if that number does not go to where you want it, if you want to buy it down for the extra few cents, I get it. But don't get in the habit of buying down a half a dozen games over a weekend. That could become very costly. Hmm. If it doesn't offer you value, don't do it. Listen, there's set roughly 75 uh, Division I college football games you could bet on on a weekend. There's another 15 NFL games. You got 90 games to choose from. If there's something that doesn't give you value, Step away, man. Step away. There's no listen. Money in your pocket is better than money you think you're gonna have tomorrow. Very important. Go to bed at night with a profit, and don't ever kick yourself in the friggin' ass for not making enough money on a game. Oh, I should have bet more. Mm-hmm. Get away with that bullshit, guys. Listen, a win is a win. Take a profit. A profitable day, one unit. A profitable week, one, two, three units. That's money in your pocket over a 17-week regular season. Over 22 weeks from the start of uh, NFL through the Super Bowl. Over the 13, 14 weeks in college football. Over the bowl season. If you could pick yourself up 30 or 40 good solid units, you're a winner, guys, if you manage your money well. I absolutely love it. And all of that, wise words. I don't know how much better I could have put any of that myself. That uh, was probably... One of the best answers we could have asked for. That uh, That is very, very key and critical. So if you guys missed any part of that answer, rewind immediately and get that hammered into your noggins. Uh, Joe, a little something I wanted to ask, and you kind of um, were kind of alluding to it a little bit, but didn't necessarily go down the track when uh, in my previous question. But let's say, for instance, now me, I know we've talked off air of uh, me frequenting to the uh, beautiful city of Las Vegas time and time again. But if I were somebody new, sports gambler, and I'm flying into the hole in the desert that they call Sin City. What three sports books do I got to get to right now? Well, uh, you know, most of the sport, most of the casinos here in town are owned by three or four companies. Um, most of the sports book are owned or operated by three or four companies. So I don't want to badmouth or leave anyone out. I can tell you this. I love the people over at the Westgate. They are smart. They are sharp. Plus, you get an equal amount of sharp bettors, wise guys, guys in the know, and general public bets. So you can always get a pretty solid line there. Or you can always take advantage of a line once one of the sharp bettors hit it and they move it. I will tell you that, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, that probably the sharpest guy I know as far as a sportsbook director is Jimmy Vaccaro. He's at the South Point. Jimmy is a friend of mine for over 30 years, but it's not, I'm not praising him because he's a friend of mine. I got friends that day. They couldn't spell IQ. That doesn't make them <laughs> bad people. Jimmy's one of the sharpest guys. Um, and he runs a great book. It is not, it is not uh, the glitz and glamour book. Like you will get in the middle of Las Vegas Boulevard on the strip, but it is a meat and potatoes book. You're going to get good numbers. It's a fun place to watch a game and they get some good bets there. So once again, just like the Westgate, you could take advantage of a, of a big player going there and moving a line. But Jimmy gets it. You know, if I if I got to explain to you why you shouldn't wear plaid and polka dots in the same outfit, it's too late. It's too far gone, guys. Jimmy gets it. He's also one of the few directors in town 
who doesn't sweat a game or a day, a losing day, because he knows he'll get it back tomorrow. So Jimmy's always got a great line. He's got a great book. His staff treats you well. The people at the Westgate, I love them. Those are my like my two favorite books. As far as just sitting around and watching a game, I always enjoyed Caesars because I like the atmosphere. Mm. You can never go wrong at Bellagio, Cosmo. I don't want to leave anybody out. Sure. And I will tell you this, the local books here in town, I do some, some shopping around the local books. Excuse me, the Silvertons, the Stations, the Orleans. I like the local books. You know why? Because I can get a line when it's off and bang it hard. So I like those little things. So I even shop. Listen, just because I buy Armani suits don't doesn't mean that I don't go to Walmart to buy a friggin' sweatshirt, guys. Let me tell you, don't put down these local books. If you're looking to make money, there's gold in them, there are hills. I love it. I love it. What you got, Riley? Uh, yeah, just to build on that, top of that, Joe, if you had to pick one event or game that is the be- best atmosphere to be in Vegas for, is it March Madness, Super Bowl, something else? Which one is it? Well, I could always tell you it's AVN because I enjoyed the Adult Video Network Award. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> I'll pay for that one. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, my wife's going to throw a shoe at me any second. Um, no, see, I, need, just be forewarned, viewers, if you see a shoe flying across the screen down there, we already have been told. You're all good. <laughs> she's laughing. She's not my wife. Oh, I actually like ducked for a second. Um, if there's one event, it's you know, the Super Bowl is always great. But I prefer to be – I throw a big Super Bowl party, and my Super Bowl parties are – they are friggin' historic. Yeah. Um, March Madness, I think overall – I can't say one game, but I can say a time. I don't think there's anything quite like March Madness in Las Vegas. For several weeks, it's – oh, man, it's like walking down a, a street, and there's a big fight in town. Half the people have on um, one fighter on their T-shirts. The other have the hats for the other fighter or flags from one country and flags from another country. It's exciting. But as far as March Madness goes, you're, you're seeing a hundred different teams represented. And every one of them from the smallest school in, in, in Buttfuck, whatever. <laughs> uh, no, whatever. You're good. Buttfuck nowhere. I'll say it for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to 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 the to North Carolina, Duke, you're gonna see them all represented. And and it's 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 an electric time here. And it's not where you're ever gonna see friction. It's good old-fashioned sportsmanship, it's fun, it's competition, but it is a time from day to day and even hour to hour, you could make serious money here. The Super Bowl is great. But it's one event, one day. Yeah, we got 400 props. You can bet this, that, and the other thing. But March Madness from the start to the finish, even the conference championships, I love it. I love that whole time of year. It's electric here. And every, and I've seen fortunes won, fortunes lost. A few years ago, there was a final four. Uh, and I really loved one dog, one favorite. It was a small favorite and an underdog of five and a half, six points. I said, that, that's it. I, I pounded the books all over town. Pounded, pounded, pounded. Went over to Caesars, killed him. I, I did something I never do. Four-letter word, much like buttfuck. Four-letter <laughs> word, uh, parlay. I don't parlay anything. We'll get into that later. But I made a money line parlay on a dog with the favorite. Pounded it. Clean Caesars alone out for like two hundred and sixty thousand. They were put out. I was so happy. Yeah. What? And that, that wasn't. And then there was more spread around town. Mm. Killed them. Killed them. Killed them. I love it. Literally. 
literally walked into Caesars Farm Shops. I bought a case to go put all the money in, put the money in. I walked into one of the famous, as you can see, I wear big watches. Love it. I love it. One of the famous watch stores in there. They locked, they locked the doors for me. They opened up the big vault. It was like something out of James Bond. A vault came out, came open, came out, came open, came out, came open. They said, Mr. Danico, I bought, well, they wanted 125000 for this Piaget watch. I got them down to sixty-five. I can't, I don't know if you can tell, pretty good salesman. Just then a little bit. I, then I wore my wife something huge from Tiffany. Went and got my father a watch. Uh, even got my son something. And, and, you know, fortunes are won and lost during March Madness. And it's, it's, it's a great time. And it's electric. And I love it. And it's every day. And, and those lines, like I said. You could really take advantage of a line movement within within a few minutes, mm-hmm. bang it, and then you don't see it again. That's why I love March Madness. Absolutely. We are huge March Madness fans as well over here. Pretty much echo every single sentiment you have. I have not ever uh, cleaned out Caesar's Sportsbook per se, but uh, hopefully one of these here days we'll be able to hang that on our uh, coat rack as well right alongside you. Um, one more from he, uh, me here, Joe, before we uh, kind of start to wrap things up here. Um, I know that uh, you kind of mentioned there's – so many avenues and things that maybe a new sports better, maybe even the daily gambler can go and find. You mentioned the weather, the injuries, but you also mentioned don't overthink it. Don't go way too deep into all these things because at the end of the day, the books are still setting these lines for a reason. Now, that all being said, and I don't want you to give away your tricks of the trade because I don't want everybody to be bankrupt in Caesar's Sportsbook, or maybe I do, I don't know. But that all being said, what are some key things that you look at? I know you utilize your own personal power rankings, um, maybe some uh, key team stats, team numbers, stuff like that. Is there anything that you really hone in on, or is it just kind of a hodgepodge all across the board? Well, I can tell you that I do work diligently on, I have two sets of power ratings, and I always put it against the opening line. And then I, that's how I start to look at games. I put a little bit, a little bit of stock in trends and streaks. Put a little bit in past performances. Put a little bit, a lot in injuries. Uh, and I look at in college football. I look at coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain coaches, you know, if you're looking at a favorite, certain coaches like to run up scores. Certain don't. Certain don't like other teams or other coaches. Um, but I will tell you that everything with me always revolves around the number. And I do. I'm very fortunate to have over the years built a rapport with. Some of the bigger, and I, and I move pretty big money, but some of the bigger betting crews throughout the country and the world. So I have a nice relationship with them. So I will know prior to them putting in a big bet or, or laying around, laying off big money throughout the country that a line is going to move. Hmm. So if I'm looking at a game, USC, UCLA, and the line is three, and I know that I like UCLA, and they're going to be pounding USC. I know I'm going to get a four and a half, five, five and a half, six. I know that line's going to be moving. It's always about the line, guys. It's not about mm-hmm. anything else. On any given day, Alabama should beat Tallahassee Junior College. It, that doesn't matter. But with a line of 79 and a half, it changes things, you know? Um, no, really, it really, I'm just using extremes and Absolutely. Example, but it's always about the line, guys, and the line, the value it brings to you. So you check these things. And I do. I have seen guys that know a lot more than me. They could tell you, they could tell you what guy did what in what game, his stats, and this and that. And they overthink things and then they, they wonder why they're broke and they're wearing the they're wearing the same suit from three years ago and their shoes have holes in them. I get it. I get it. I get it. It is about it is about doing your due diligence, being disciplined. Don't bet all those games, shop that number. If something brings you value, fine. Something else. No, what 
it's 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 a dichotomy. It's so it's a double-edged sword. You gotta know when to be aggressive and when to stay patient. It's so tough. And the real discipline is knowing when to do which. And, and and that's tough. It's tough because we love sports. We like to gamble. I like to gamble. I'm not somebody that gambles, I'm a gambler. All Absolutely. Right? I, all right. When and let me let me do the difference, guys. When you don't care where tomorrow's food, rent, car payment comes from, then you're a gambler. It doesn't matter. Don't get me wrong. My family always come first, and I got money put away. But if you look at a game and say, I know this one's the winner, and I feel it, and, you, and you've got the bankroll, you've progressed, you made the money, you want to play a big game, fine. But you can't just come to Vegas and go, wow, go to the board, oh, wait, Texas a and I'm taking them, 20000 Guys, oh, fudge. I can, I've seen people come here that are smarter than me, dumber than me, taller than me, shorter than me, richer than me, poorer than me leave with their tail between their legs. They're over by the freeway right now with oranges and a coochie. I'm telling you now, you got to be very disciplined, but always he likes that. Like, Holy fuck. It's, really, it's true. No, I see, listen, man. I see guys. That one out- got me. That one got me. <laughs> I have seen guys on, on, a, on a Saturday betting 20 grand on a game. I've seen them literally the fall on Sunday asking me, I haven't eaten today. You got five bucks. And, and it's a shame. Mm. But always, and, and guys, whatever type of better you are, and I treat everybody the same, $5 parlay guy, a $50 better, a $500, a $5, or a $50,000 play, bet within your means. Bet within mm. your means. Listen, it should be enjoyable for you. This is entertainment, too. This Forget about lap dances and Lady Gaga. Bet a game. Bet a game. It is crazy. Go into the fourth quarter. You got the ball. You need a score to cover the damn game. You're on the edge of your seat. It's amazing. It's amazing. You want to talk about getting high? You don't need cracker meth. Just bet a game. It's wonderful. Bang your head against the wall a few times and bet a game. You'll get a good high. I promise you that. But listen, man, B, it should be enjoyable. It should be enjoyable. It should be enjoyable. As I've said before, I'll say again. It's always more enjoyable when you're making money. So just show some discipline. Play within your means. Listen, I know guys. I know guys that are 21 dealers over on the strip that'll bet five thousand a game. I know guys that are CEOs of co- companies that are liquid. They're worth four, five hundred million. They like to bet fifty, a hundred on a game. Whatever you are comfortable with is what you play because it must be enjoyable to you. Bottom line, though, you got to make a profit. Don't just play to play. Absolutely. I love that. Well, uh, got uh, looks about time. We got one more question here. Riley, why don't you lay it down and then we'll get everybody out of here. Get uh, Make sure we get all your social platforms, Joe, all your pick lines, all that good stuff. Oh, so Riley, let him have it. What you got, my friend? Yeah, last thing for me, Joe, uh, talking about 2021 specifically, obviously 2020, 2021 are going to be very different uh, from an eye test per se. Mm-hmm. How much stock are you taking into these home field advantages that are going to be coming down the pipe here. We saw one uh, Friday night, Virginia Tech UNC, in a massive, insane atmosphere for Virginia Tech. Seemed like that gave some energy to Virginia Tech football. Mm-hmm. How much stock are you taking into that and your picks this year compared to last year, if at all? Well, I took a lot of uh, – first of all, there was nothing normal about last year. Right. It was a very peculiar season in many ways, and we had to tread lightly, especially in the beginning. I put a lot of stock, particularly in college sports, on home field advantage. Uh, you know, some teams, uh, as maybe not very little because they're, you know, they don't get the shot the fans don't show up or they don't get the, the boost or the support from their, from their, uh, from their, uh, school. Mm. Uh, but some teams are as good are, are, are worth five, six or seven points when they're playing at home. Mm. Um, 
I do. I will tell you, I think that the NBA last year, just I'll go on a side note. I don't want to rant. I think the NBA, because of the egos with certain players, because it's a more personal sport, you got five guys not wearing uniforms, 30 feet away from the fans. I think that having no fans has really affected some of the egos there. I think NFL, I think they're more pros, but it's nice to have guys in the stands. But I really do feel that home field advantage plays a huge part in in sports and sports betting. I mean, like I said, there are certain teams. No, 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 no. I mean, Appalachian State, I'd give them a point for being at home. But Alabama, Georgia, some of these teams. And then, and then take into consideration, not just home in a way. This is something else, right? Because you, your question will spur uh, some other spur off into another road. But right. travel, teams have to travel. Did they travel before, too? They have to travel. Away facilities aren't the same as home facilities, guys. Go into some – listen, let me tell you right now. You go into some of these SEC schools, these big tempies, with those, their facilities look like a palace. The, the away facilities, they look like you're in a concentration camp. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. I mean, literally, you're lucky you get – you're lucky you got, you got more water, let alone, you know – clean pipes and whatnot. No, it's serious. It's serious. I just saw, Get your tetanus shot before you go on the road. <laughs> I just saw a, a coach say something about the facilities and, well, they have $50 million facilities. We don't even have a $5 million campus, buddy. Let me tell you, there is a big difference in that in travel time, but playing at home, huge, huge thing. You also know your field. You know where the sun comes in and out. If it, you know, mm. you really do, you know, every aspect of it. Huge in, huge in baseball, too, but you know the field. You know where there's a trick spot, you know, and on stadiums that are that have grass, you know where there might be – you know where there's going to be issues, where there's a scene. In little things like that, home field is huge. Plus, you know, teams really do get up when they look in the stands. College football, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90,000 fans mm. in your color, you know, red and white, blue and gold, whatever it is, cheering for you, it plays a big part. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that I'm really glad you brought that up, Riley, because Lane was rocking last night. Obviously, we were recording this on September uh, 4th, Saturday, so that would have been uh, Friday, but it was absolutely electric, and they let UNC have it. We saw it, man. Uh, we were both on UNC getting the five. We thought they'd be able to do it, but eh, not uh, not so fast there, UNC betters. But that uh, that kind of does it, everything here. One more thing I wanted to uh, get out before we wrap everything all the way up here and uh, get about our Saturdays. Now, Joe, I know uh, Little Birdie had told me that you are going to be um, stopping by Allegiant Stadium this evening and uh, going to watch the BYU and Arizona game. Now, I also heard that uh, through the grapevine, Misty, <clears throat> uh, that potentially – you don't make your bets until either maybe the morning of or maybe sometimes the night before. Now, a package, a particular package had showed up on your doorstep. Is there is there something you might want to tell us about that package? Absolutely. Well, my wife is a genius. By the way, Dion D'Amico, the first lady of Las Vegas, she sells her picks. She whooped my ass last week. But then again, she's definitely smarter than me. She spent 21 years with me. Think of it that way. Um no, you know, being with me for 21 years, uh, my wife knows how I am. And I'm very superstitious as well. For a whole other, it's a whole other show, guys. <laughs> but, um, you know, we've got tickets for BYU Arizona tonight. And I didn't know when I purchased the tickets, like a month and a half, two months ago, where what team I'd be rooting for. So I said, wait a minute. I don't want to get BYU sidelined and I'm rooting for Arizona. Vice. Next thing you know, I'm in jail. You know, that's all I need to be, you know. Dude. 
world champion handicapper in jail. <laughs> in the face. So when we got the tickets, Dion, who, like I said, my wife, a knock comes to the door the other day. I went to the door. Guy's got a package. I didn't order anything. Dion, you order some? She says, yeah. I said, what do you order? She says, well, Joe, knowing you, I didn't know what team we'd be, we'd be, you know, rooting for. Oh, by the way, I bought tickets in the in the uh, in the end zone. Second row. So you didn't have to worry about it. There you go. Worry about it. I figured, you know what? I don't know before until the day before the day of. So okay. So she said I didn't know who would be rooting for. So I went out and I got both a BYU and an Arizona jersey. And then she the first thing this morning. Not a good morning, kids. Not a how are you? Not a I love you, baby. So which shirt am I going to be wearing tonight? So, so yeah, and I'll tell you what, I'll give a freebie out. Um, that Arizona team is a bad team. Now, mm. granted, I got a letter. I signed a letter of intent in 87 to play baseball for University of Arizona. I was going to bat third or fifth because they had a, a stud batting fourth. I was going to start. And I love University of Arizona. But if Patrick Ewing and Larry Bird were to get together, make love and make a baby because they're so ugly, it would be the Arizona football team. That's how ugly that team is. No, listen. That that would be an ugly baby too. Yeah, You'd be like, Squid, <laughs> oh no. Um, uh, so I'll probably, I I I made a small bet, not a big bet, guys. I put a dime on BYU. I caught a twelve and a half. Mm. I might put another dime on it just to instill a little bit of excitement for it. But uh, um, you know, you can't go to a game and not bet bet the darn game. So it's going to be fun. Going to be fun. I have, will say, shout out to Allegiant. We've done four or five events at Allegiant in the last month. We saw Garth Brooks, Guns N' Roses, WWE. Great place to see an event. And I can't wait to see a football game there. Mm. Next week, next week, or on the 13th, I'm going to see Raiders, Ravens. We got bear tickets. We got lots of stuff. Yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be electric done it. And I'm hey, not bear down, bear down. I, I I'm probably gonna bet the Ravens because the Raiders are, but I'll tell you I'm not stupid either. My parents didn't know what raise no idiots. I got my Raiders jersey. My I'll be sitting there going, yeah, Raiders. Love that Raiders. 42 nothing Ravens. <laughs> but I am just looking forward to a, a, a really nice, fun night. Great stadium. Great place to see a game. And, uh, and I'm really happy for the city. This is my home, guys. I chose to live here. I could live anywhere in the world. I chose it because I love it here. And I love to see Vegas back. Back mm. and better than ever. People at events, people at Vegas. I mean, we saw Usher, we saw Debbie Gibson the other night. We go to, we see like three, four shows every week. Uh, and, and I'm just glad to see Vegas is back tonight. BYU Arizona. I like BYU. That's a freebie from Joe D. But if, if you want to send me a check, send in the care of wise words. Give it to Colton <laughs> Riley, guys. Hey, we appreciate those words, my friend. And over the course of this entire show. Nothing but wise words. That's why we entitled it, and you gave out serious information and knowledge. Uh, if you guys missed any of it, go back, hear what Joe had to say. There is so much valuable information that he gave out, not only just in regards to his start in the industry and kind of some things that he's learned, but also things that he sees everybody making mistakes, but also how to correct them. And I cannot thank you enough for taking the time for us here to, today, Joe. I mean, from the bottom of my heart, my friend, I did not want anybody else. And I know Riley, too. We did not want anybody else for our first episode. We wanted to absolutely kick it off with a bang. And you 150% have, have helped us do that. Well, I want to thank both you and Riley for having me. I'm going to keep tuning in. I got to see how you follow this week up. But I, I'm a fan of your show. I, I'm a friend of yours called to get to know you a little bit, Riley. You got to get rid of that Chicago backdrop, though. <laughs> no, I, no, no. Honestly, um, my wife is Chicago, and that's why I like to. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but I, I'm honored to be on the first show. And I really had a good time. So 
anytime you want me to back to be back, I'd be happy to come back. Awesome. Well, we certainly appreciate that. And we will definitely have you on for another episode. We got plenty of other stuff we could dive deep into. I know there was about four or five other rabbit holes you could have gone down into, but kept it a little more high level. So we definitely would love to have you back on. And maybe uh, when me and Riley make our next trip out to the Sin City, we'll bump some elbows and see what we're doing. I always carry bail money on me, so we're good. <laughs> All right. We're in good shape. Okay, All right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, before we get out of here, Joe, I want to make sure everybody has the value that we have access to. Now, I found you a long time ago, so I know about the pick lines. I know about where you're at, what you do on a daily basis. But for the kind people out there who might not follow you on Twitter, who might not know what those pick lines are or anything in between, where can we find all of your best bets and analysis, my friend? Well, guys, I'm very honored to be on some of the best websites, most reputable websites on the planet. Pick Dogs, that's P-I-C-K-D-A-W-G-Z. I'm on Game Changers, that's Game Changers with a Z dot C-A. I'm on Sports Memo. I'm on Sports Capping. I'm on Vegas Top Dog. I'm on Don Best, just to name a few. I'm on a new site, very excited, with my old buddy, Wayne Allen Root, uh, Vegas Winners. Uh, very excited to be there. Each and every day, uh, honestly, uh, each and every day, I offer on a free pick hotline. No callbacks, no BS. Nobody's going to call you back and say you something. You don't deal with anybody or a salesman. Every day I put a free pick on a recorded hotline, 1-800-563-8854. That's 1-800-JOE-8854. World champion, John Amigo, you got a free, and just get a free winner. I also have a paid pick line on certain game days that I really feel strongly about games. For like 7 10 15 25 or even $50 sometimes, I put up games on 855-563-8854. That's 855-JOE-8854. Guys, I just want you to know, I can give you the exact numbers, but in six and a half years that I've had the free pick line, I've hit just under 66%. Every single day, that is true, and I can get you the exact numbers if you want it. 66%. I hit a little bit higher on the paid pick line only because I do not put up games every single game, every single day. Once again, being particular, less is more. Heidi Klum, Rosie O'Donnell, remember? Remember that, guys? Mm-hmm. One wife like Heidi Klum, a hundred like Rosie O'Donnell. I'll take Heidi Klum any day. <laughs> Call the free pick lines. Nobody calls you back. No bullshit. No, no like that. I just want to get on the free pick line. I want to make my information affordable to guys that maybe couldn't afford me otherwise. And mm-hmm. I want to go out to the masses. For the paid pick lines, there are games I normally put on the website for 50, 100 bucks. You get it for seven, 10, 15. I put parlays on there or I put three teamers on there. You get three teams, you go three and oh, two and one, whatever. And I usually have some guarantees in there. If I really feel strongly about three teams, I'll put on three teams for like 15 or 25 bucks. And you got to go three and oh, or I'll give you the next month free with me personally, things like that. But you'll never deal with anybody but me. Call the free pick phone, call the pay pick hotline. They're winners. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much again, Joe. You guys see it down there in his uh, bio at Joe D'Amico wins on Twitter. Definitely a follow you want to have on your list. I can tell you that my friends outside of that, that officially does it. First episode of the Wise Words podcast. We have our next episode coming out September the 15th. Not going to tell you who uh, the next guest is. You're just going to have to keep sticking around for more wise words. We cannot thank our guest of the day, Joe D'Amico, enough. My friend, you are an absolute electric factory, and you gave us the best inaugural episode we could have possibly asked for. So once again, thank you so much. And to every single one of you that tuned in today, thank you for all of your support, your following, and everything in between. As always, we can't tell you how much it means to us from the bottom of our hearts, and we're going to keep doing this every single day and make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. As always, 
We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have other plans. And as always, too, let's cash some tickets.